welcome to Piloting Arrowleaf. I'm Stephanie, and this is my husband, Kyle. Hello. This podcast is our digital diary as we upend our life, restore our sense of adventure, and move across the country onto a sailboat with our two cats and our dog, Pilot. This is Piloting Arrowleaf. So, we are in Friday Harbor. Yeah, we are in the San Juan Islands. On San Juan Island. Yeah, we made it. It's pretty cool. It is really pretty cool. It's beautiful up here. Um, so we went Kingston to Port Townsend, and then we left Port Townsend early yesterday. Yeah. Um, to cross the Strait of Juan de Fuca, and now we're here in Friday Harbor. Yeah, we had a pretty cool run. It was uneventful and smooth sailing. The only part that was a little tricky was coming into Cattle Pass, kind of. Right up near, uh, on the northern edge of the Strait of Juan de Fuca, up into the, between San Juan Island and, I can't remember the other island's name. Orcas Island? I think Orcas is the odd-shaped one. I think there's another one there, but... It's, well, it's a wildlife preserve, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a wildlife preserve. But, anyway, the current there gets very strong, so we had to attempt that twice. The first time we attempted it, um, it, it... the current was about three and a half knots and against us, and which we would have been fine, but we decided to just bail out, circle mm-hmm. back around, and go explore well, some of the islands around. Kind of all over, it wasn't just coming like at us, it was all over the place. Yeah, there were a lot of eddies and, and uh, some riptides on the side, so yeah, we decided to just bail out and, mm-hmm. and wait for it to calm down a little bit, which was about an hour and a half, two hours later, where it was down to like one knot against us. Yeah. We could have waited longer and waited till we had it with us or slack tide, but we were anxious to get up to, to Friday Harbor. Yeah, but the strait was really calm. And yeah, the strait was beautiful. The strait of Juan de Fuca is like notoriously bad, I think. Yeah, well, there was actually another side story, is we left Port Townsend, which is where uh, a pretty famous race begins. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's something called the Race to Alaska, which is a... uh, So the rules of that race are there's no engines, no supplies, and no support ships. No supplies? You can't do supply drops. Sorry, you can't stop and pick up supplies and you can't have boats give you supplies in the route which a lot of other races you can resupply during the race by having like boats bring you provisions yeah okay but so there's none of that allowed so it's no engines uh no support and no supply drops are the rules um so the first stage of that race it's completed in two stages and the race goes the first stage is port townsend to victoria british columbia and it's 40 miles and it's kind of the the test run to make sure your vessel can do what it's supposed to so there's a lot of rowboats kayaks catamarans trimarans and then quite a few mono hulls as well ranging in size from i think the smallest vessel that went was about 12 feet Oh, wow. Up to the largest vessel is 44 feet, and that was a 44-foot monohull. Um, so the first stage of the race is 40 miles, crossing the Strait of Juan de Fuca, and on that first day, there was actually a trimaran capsized and had to be rescued by Coast Guard helicopter. And there were three people rescued by helicopter, Jeez. and then a kayak, a kayaker swamped as well, and was rescued by another boat 
associated with the race, but not a contestant. In the street. In the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Yeah. Because a squall built up kind of out of nowhere, and uh, the weather turned quickly. Um, seven boats actually dropped out before, because of that, that crazy shift. Yeah. And so there were, for this race in particular, there were 45 boats entered. And so you can do stage one or the whole race. So stage one, there were 45 boats that entered, but only 34 made it to Victoria, Brit- British Columbia, in the allotted time. And then of those 34 boats, only 32 continued on to stage two. And of those 32, only 19 actually finished the race on, in the designated time, which is you have to complete it before the sweeper boat, which is the boat that goes along at the back of the pack. It doesn't assist anybody. If that boat passes you, you're disqualified. Oh, wow. That's how the race works. Okay. And it ends in Alaska? And it ends in Ketchikan, Alaska. So stage two is Victoria, British Columbia to Ketchikan, Alaska, which is 710 miles. Jesus. So it's a 750-mile race with no motor. And um, people row it? There were people, a lot of people paddled it, yeah. There were kayakers and rowboats that, that did it as well. And then a lot of trimarans, um, small trimarans. Yeah, because um, when we were docked, we had somebody pull up behind us that was in, what, what was that? It was a trimaran, uh, but it was like a bicycle-powered trimaran where he could pedal and get forward propulsion yeah. slowly. Um, he was one of the ones that dropped out of the first stage he before completing it. He lost a lot of stuff. He said he got, he got waves that went over his whole boat covered him he lost his extra water his spare water he lost his he said he lost something else oh his um uh one of his safety belts one of his he had like safety strap belts that had his emergency supply stuff he lost Mm -hmm. one of those um and then he lost his extra water yeah it was probably 14 feet 15 feet maybe so yeah he pulled in there and docked behind us for the night and uh some of the boats around us and us kind of gave them bottles of water, stuff like that, snacks, granola bars, things like that. And he just, he pitched a tent right on the dock at mm-hmm. Friday Harbor and, and stayed there. So that was pretty crazy. The The rescue was only like a couple of days before we went through the strait. And when we went, it was pretty calm. It was flat, yeah. Yeah, I would say we maybe have one or two foot waves, maybe. At yeah. most. Yeah, it was really nice and, and smooth. Yeah. So, yeah, the Strait of Juan de Fuca is pretty notorious, I guess. We we didn't see anything. Like, we we kind of just picked a day that we were going, checked the weather to make sure the wind wasn't doing anything crazy, and just kind of went. People usually say you want to kind of cross earlier in the morning just because, especially in the summer, as the land heats up through the day, the winds and stuff pick up from the Pacific and come in and build the swell throughout the day um, in the strait. So you want to go through kind of in the morning before the land heats up and the, so it's the ocean wind comes. Current it's that's... ocean current and ocean waves and ocean the Pacific Ocean winds come right down the strait. Mm. And so they can pick up quick. You can get big squalls that come kind of seemingly out of nowhere. So it's... People say it can be dangerous, but we obviously didn't see that. Yeah, we just went through but there's a lot of really cool stuff to see in the strait like there's some protected islands and stuff with some rare birds or very cool birds to yeah. us oh. we got to see our first auklet 
ever in person, which was a rhinoceros auklet. They're so cute. It was really cool. They're everywhere, too. Yeah, we we thought we were going to, like, struggle to see them, but, uh, yeah, they were everywhere. It was really neat. But you didn't want to go near the the island that's in the middle there. Smith Island. Mm. Yeah, we'll probably check it out someday, but... um, we, you, I wanted to wanted get through the strait, and yeah. I wanted to get to Cattle Pass and not miss miss our window to get in. Yeah. Well, there was other boats hanging out, too. Yeah. Waiting to go in. Yeah, there were a couple other monohull sailboats and then a couple fishing boats that were just kind of hanging around by the mouth waiting for the current to die down. We we could have made it. You know, we could have gone and fought the three-and-a-half-knot current, but it just felt... It felt like odd. a lot to us. Yeah, the the bow was getting caught occasionally, and it would kind of swing wildly to port, usually. Yeah. Um, so we just bailed out and decided to wait for it to settle yeah. down. Yeah, well, we're still new, so we don't want to make it harder <laughs> than it needs to be. No. Friday Harbor is great. It's really cute here. We're um we're side tied up, even though we were like, don't want to do side yeah, tie up yeah. on like the breaking dock or what do they call it? Yeah, the break walls. So yeah. Friday Harbor's actual kind of system. Oh, pie. Pilot. It's okay. Friday Harbor's <laughs> um, break wall system is actually pretty cool. It's massive floating concrete docks which sounds odd Mm -hmm. but they're about what were they like seven feet tall or something slabs of concrete that's under the water that's under the water but the top part is obviously floating for the dock and then it's actually anchored to the sea floor by big chains that kind of crisscross and hold the dock in place and that helps stop all the water from or all the waves and and stuff from going in. It's already in a pretty protected bay, so there isn't too much chop to begin with, but that cuts down on any of the kind of swell from the ferries and stuff like that. Yeah. Because there is a ferry that goes in and out right next to where we are currently tied up. Yeah. And so we feel the waves from the ferry because we're on the outside of that breakwater. And when they honk their horn, it's really And when they blast their horn, yeah, when there's a a boat in their way or or whatever yeah it's pretty loud but but it's not as bad as everett no it's definitely no. a lot more calm even though it's a busy port like there's float planes there's a customs dock yeah there's a ton of like private boats um there's whale watching tours yeah lots of whale watching tour boats that I go out kind of want to follow <laughs> <laughs> watching boats and like see where they go see whales yeah because we haven't seen any whales yet and well we've seen dolphins there's well but not but not, not like even enough to capture on like camera and no. There's orcas up here, and I know we gotta see orcas before we leave the Pacific Northwest. Have to, have to, like have to. So I don't know. Maybe it's we we could follow one of those boats, right? (laughs) I think they go fast, and we do not. (laughs) So we'd have to leave really early and guess which way they're gonna go, and then just see which way they cut through the islands. And we could maybe do that one day. And And they're little, so they probably go in shallower water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some places where we can't super easily cut through, where we have to be a little more careful. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's beautiful up here. Like yeah. the islands are just incredible, and the float planes are actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Like they take off and land kind of right from the mouth of 
Friday Harbors Bay Inlet. Yeah. And so they'll land. Just down the dock yeah, from us. Yeah, just right down the dock. You'll see a float plane in the air coming into land. And they'll land and then drive right up to the dock. And, yeah. And then take off from right there. It's really cool. I think they're going to Seattle. Yeah, there are some that go to Seattle. And then there are some that go to uh, somewhere in Canada also. Mm. Because one of them stops at the, or lets people off right at the customs dock. Mm. And there's usually an agent or something there. So we haven't we haven't figured out the Canadian customs thing yet. So yeah. we're going to do that eventually and go to Canada. Yes. And we know we have to dock at a custom dock and yes. have some paperwork and stuff ready. But we haven't quite done that yet. No. But it is so cool up here. It is really cool. Um, and Friday Harbor is really cute. There's like a lot of cute little shops. There's some restaurants. We had dinner at um one of the restaurants that overlooks the marina and we could see our boat perfectly yeah that was really cool table that was that was really cool really cool we brought pilot to dinner that night that yeah was really he doesn't like really cool. the it's a long walk down it's a pretty long dock. walk yeah yeah because we're out on kind of the furthest end finger of the break wall yeah and so we have to walk all the way down that break wall back to the main dock and then walk all the way down the main dock as far from shore as it yeah. gets back to shore just so Pilot can go to the bathroom, yeah. unfortunately. So he's, yeah, he's not loving it, um, no. loving how far of a walk it is. He's getting pad with distance. Yeah. Because in Florida, we used to walk him pretty far, and now he, like, won't even do half of what we used to do. No, no. I mean, he and I used to go for probably a 45 minute walk almost every morning and it's he's yeah, yeah he can maybe do 20 minutes it seems I don't know and it's not hot why he's just stubborn <laughs> he is stubborn yeah i don't, I don't know. know we we're gonna get him back to the vet i think and see if his joints are bothering him or something because it's, maybe it's just because of all the different like change of scenery like we're in a different yeah. place you know all the time all the time so but he, i don't know he's just not a very he's not into exploring as i would i would hope but hopefully we won't need the wagon <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully we won't need the wagon but so far he's okay he just gets sluggish and stubborn and yeah. agitated but yeah but we're figuring it out He's fussy. He is fussy. He's, <laughs> he's a fussy boat dog. He is. We have to get him trained to go on the astroturf that we have on the boat. Yeah, I, I don't really know how we're going to do that. I mean, he'll he he'll figure it out. He's pretty smart. And I think when we anchor and start anchoring, he'll just use it. Yeah. But he won't use it now. I think you much rather go to shore. Yeah, I think definitely. And it is, like we said, a very long walk yeah, to shore. Yeah, it's like eight minutes. It's probably, eight, I would say, eight to 12 minute walk at a pretty good pace Yeah. to get just so he can get to somewhere where he can go to the bathroom. So it's interesting. Yeah. But the town is so cool. Yeah. Um, there's like everything right nearby. There's like mm. a, a pretty sizable grocery store market just a little ways away and mm -hmm. so we're gonna take the wagon and actually get provisions with the wagon not a dog <laughs> so i may run and do that tomorrow and get some more food and mm -hmm. and drinks and things like that well we have a crate for him so he can be like left alone on the boat 
Yeah. The crate is mainly just to keep him from climbing, like, the stairs and stuff. Yeah, climbing the companionway stairs, because they're a little steep, and they have a very thin strip of no-slip. Non-slip. I don't... We gotta redo that. It's only about three quarters of an inch and it's right at the edge of the stair so he he has trouble going those up are and slippery down. stairs they are like yeah. they're so slippery yeah. for like anywhere never mind like a boat that moves yeah so yeah it's um, an odd an odd thing so we're gonna get a lot bigger uh non-skid tape and probably do at least two mm-hmm. two layers of it to cover a little bit more of the stair just so that yeah. it's a little bit easier for him but he can do it just fine, but yeah. it's if the boat rocks at all or if the ferry is going by or something, he has. He we're afraid he's going to get hurt, yeah. is basically why we, we don't he's leave him free agile. on the boat. No. Chows are very stilted legged. Yeah, and he's crate trained from, from a I think puppy. He'd prefer it, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't crated at our apartment, though. No. Only for like the first six months or something, yeah. but for the past three years, he. He was just left in the apartment if we had to leave for the day. Yeah, but yeah I wish we could just leave him free in the boat, but I'm, I'm There's a lot of stuff, hurt. a lot of ways he could get caught or hurt or, like, if one of these doors closes on him or something, you know, it pops yeah. out of the, the holder or whatever, but... So, for now, crating is, yeah. is what we're going to do if we have to leave him on the boat. We've got high-powered fans and... He can fit water bowls and food in his crate, so mm-hmm. we don't anticipate leaving him long-term, long no. periods, but... Yeah. We but, might so have to, yeah, eventually, this trip, yeah. just so we can go walk and, like, explore. Get exercise. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to. Oh, pilot. Goofy dog. This just, I guess, part of, part of it. Yeah. Learning, learning everybody's limits, yeah. I think, is is a big part of it but but really cool we're in the san juan islands for Mm -hmm. the first time had a beautiful day today beautiful day today it was a beautiful ride yesterday sail yesterday from port townsend Mm -hmm. it was pretty quick we didn't have any hiccups or snags or anything just quick and easy straight across and then up cattle pass we had the one bailout and turn around but Mm -hmm. we went and explored one of the islands Um, we had to stay pretty far offshore because it's a protected thing they have like a line on the chart plotter that shows you kind of you got to stay outside the boundary but but it was really cool there's seagulls auklets all sorts of other shorebirds yeah we've heard that there are um tufted puffins that breed up here Mm -hmm. for just the summers and then they leave and head back north so they actually come here where it's warmer (laughs) and then uh then head back north after after breeding and smith island is one of the big places where they kind of notoriously go and so tufted puffins are one of my favorite birds of all time so So, we gotta see them (laughs) hopefully yeah hopefully hopefully um but i think we'll head north after i think we're here for a couple of days then i think we might go up to roche harbor yeah and check it out might do a couple days in roche harbor we're here for a couple nights and they have uh, they have a thing where if you stay a certain amount of nights for this summer, you get a night for free. So oh, that's, that's cool. really cool. So we'll just get a free night and then um, maybe go up to Roche Harbor and then do the free night yeah. on Friday Harbor on and the then head back, back to yeah. wherever we're wherever. going next. We yeah. may be heading to Skyline. We may be heading to 
Back to Kingston. Back to Kingston, back to Port Townsend. Um, Port Ludlow is supposed to be nice, too. We've never been there. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. We'll see where where we can go, where we can go the, that day. So, um, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. So. We'll see you in the next one. Or you'll hear us in the next one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. has been another episode of piloting arrow leaf if you'd like to learn more about me or kyle or our animals check us out at pilotingarrowleaf.com you can also send us some support on patreon.com slash pilotingarrowleaf thank you see you next time